2: Welcome 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 everyone. This is Bridges this is Bridges Live presents you be the judge we're here every Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Man, you know, before we get on the air, we have some Hot topics we talk about before anyone ever comes on. So welcome to You Be The Judge. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Paul Dyer. And my other lovely co-host is Marilyn Pierre, who ran for Circuit Court Judge in Montgomery County here in Maryland. And then we have Judge Claudia Barber, who will come on sooner than later, but she's always quite busy. You know, being an activist means we're active. And I think that has a lot to do with why we do this show. And before we get into our conversation, it just came to thought why we were talking off air is why do we do this show? I always say that I've said this many times. This is three, three most key important reasons. It's about information, understanding, and action. That's all it is. The other stuff that weaves in and out of there, be it my opinion, my passionate opinion, or my thoughts on things. But other, other than that, there's some data, there's some stats, there's some statistics. It's just information. Now, I know sometimes we could be some um, proponents of information and we can be talking heads about information, but here's the thing. No matter what you do, where you do it, how you do it, please do me a favor, do your own research, do your own investigation, do your own um, knowledge-based gathering. It's important. It's so highly important. The reason why it's important, because no matter how you may like us, dislike us, um, disagree with us, agree with us, I don't ever think I want you to take my word to be the word of, uh the all everything. It's, it's unfair. It's unfair to you. It's unfair to you. It's not unfair to me. It's unfair to you. And I don't want... I don't want life to be unfair to you, so I want you to do some reading. I would like for you to contact our show inboxes and say, hey, I read this, I heard this, I saw this, and what you guys said, I disagree with this. Those things are great because for us, it's about conversation, intelligent conversations, and those conversations lead to a lot of action and development and probably moving forward. And that's why we do the show. So I hope that helps because we had gotten a recent comment about something um we had said on the show. And it's great. And we always get comments. I know I personally get comments or inboxed or some hate mail or like mail, but it's all relative. I I, I don't mind it. And I just like you here in the show and, and people will hear the show later. It's about how we discuss about whether it be this state, another state, Maryland, because most of us is in Maryland specifically, so we have a lot of Maryland issues that we talk about, but a lot of that can be extrapolated throughout the United States. And we always say take upon it yourself to look inside your city, your state, your county, and all that to check your laws, check what's going on, and check, and you know, since this has been a political season, we've been talking a lot about voting voting rights, or not so much voting rights, but voting issues, or bills, or legislation, and 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 other things, because we talk about so many things. So it's not just one thing we talk about. We talk about things that affect us as a community of human people. I'll say that again. It affects us, us as a community of human people. If you don't believe it affects you, again, do your own research, because I'm sure it does. And if it doesn't, I'm curious about that too. I'm curious, how does it not affect you? Because I think I would like to be on your side if it doesn't affect you because so many things affects me all the time. Maybe I'm just a little bit too sensitive. Maybe I cry too much. I don't know and I don't mind, but I'm okay with that because for us to move forward as a human race, we have to put in the work and putting in the work means gathering information. Putting in the work means also understanding information I have. Putting in the work means once I have the information, I understand it. What can I do with it to make something better? That's it. And if that doesn't work for you, then you have removed yourself from our human society, not a social society, because sometimes I think social social society likes to divide us into color, which we are, into race, which we are, which into height, weight, size, shapes, male, female, it seems to divide us in so many ways. But there's one thing that brings us back. How do we want to live in a peaceful world? How do we want to live in a loving world? How do we want to live in a world that I can hear you disagree with you and still care for you? I want to live in that world. Marilyn, what are your thoughts?
3: I agree with what you're saying. And we'd love to hear back, whether it's good or bad. If it's good, then we want to continue doing those things and maybe even improve on them. And if it's bad, we definitely want to improve on them. And Hearing from you and hearing your thoughts, that's very important to us because it is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. So the more we could have conversation, the better it is for us.
2: So we had gotten a thing. And so people like, what are you guys talking about? So let's suppose the question. The question is, uh, is everything one thing? That's really the question. Is everything one thing? Recently, an article came out by the Attorney General had basically said that the laws in Maryland have not been racially healthy. Is that about right, Maryland? Oops.
3: Sorry. Well, what the article actually said was that there were some antiquated laws that were... uh, (laughs) That the attorney general had adopted that were either overturned by courts or were uh or were surpassed by other laws were oh how how do i i say were then the attorney general was was saying that we should not have those laws on our books basically and sure. that is what is going on. Let me queue up the article so that way we could look at it better and it, Get a more articulate discussion because I was un, I was queuing up something else. So
2: go the ahead. video. So one of the things that bothers me about the laws, and this is, goes throughout the United States, there are some, there are many antiquated laws on the books. I have been always very peeved about when you come into your legislative branch, and you know there's antiquated laws. Why have they not been eradicated? The reason why I have this feeling, the reason why they have not been eradicated, because it suits the people that wants to use it against the people they want to use it against. Because why have laws on there about interracial marriages? I know in North Dakota, you can still shoot Indians from a covered wagon. It's, there's laws that are just so nasty to the human race, and we have not cleared them up. Well, you're going to say, well, Dr. P, well, who really does that? That's not my point. My point is not so much that we don't shoot Indians from a covered wagon, but if someone did, it's on the books, but it's murder. I'm not, I'm not trying, just, just get rid of it. If, if we are going to live in a peaceful world, let's get rid of the things that are hurting us From historical purposes. Let's go with that. If we can't clean up historical, irrelevant, antiquated laws, then how do we move forward? How do we move into reparations? How do we move into an apology? How do we move into just being a human race and not so much of a race that's divided by these antiquated laws that people seem to still live by? We might as well just go back to Jim Crow. And if we said that, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. But there are some laws on there that hasn't been eradicated from Jim Crow in the United States. Go ahead, Marilyn, read that. You read better than I do.
3: Okay, uh, what we were talking about is the Washington Post article uh, on Maryland Attorney General Brian Forge overruling racist opinions of predecessors. And uh, the article talks about how uh, Brian Forge, who is our current Attorney General, but he is leaving office January 18th. Is that when the Attorney General, the new Attorney General gets sworn in? Well, anyway... He is overruling some laws, and and um, it it there's a small byline that says Brian e-purge nullifies 22 old legal opinions that once helped state agencies uphold segregation and bans on interracial marriage. I put the link in the chat if anybody wants to look at it and. Uh, read it or if anybody wants to discuss it if they've already read it we would like to hear your well we, we would like to hear, to hear a discussion on it.
4: First of all this is Teresa um, hi everybody um, when you're talking about laws and they said opinions um, the opinions are what when they go for another um, ruling is what they establish use as precedents. So they'll go to these opinions and say, "Well, this was done in this opinion, and this was done in that opinion." That would would um, really substantiate the opinion that they're putting forward. So I'm just not clear on opinions and laws. You know, you understand where I'm coming from? I'm not sure that those opinions are laws. They're they're just ways that people can go to. Um, to verify what they're trying to do, to, to make what they're trying to do more credible, you know, or readily accepted. That, that's the way I'm saying it. I'm not seeing them taking laws off the books as much as opinions that will justify what they're trying to do at that particular time in that particular case. Um, I just want to ask the lawyers, is that correct?
3: Um, well, I'm, I'm going to share part of the article with you. I think this is the second paragraph where it says the 22 rulings rendered unconstitutional by courts for decades have helped state agencies uphold segregation, discriminate against people of color and deny marriage licenses based on race. While Fush's office noted the opinions now have no legal teeth, formally overruling them helps Maryland atone for generations of racist policy. So so basically, they're saying that these laws have already been deemed unconstitutional by the courts or they have already been surpassed by new and updated laws. But Attorney General Forch wanted the opinion of the Maryland Attorney General's office to say that we no longer believe in these laws. And... I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense when you look at the last sentence in that paragraph because Attorney General Forsch noted that these opinions have no legal teeth. And one of the problems that I had with this was that, well, it's nice, <laughs> but um, you are doing this on your way out. out. You know, it, it's like you could have done this on your way in. And uh, they, they also talked about how the attorney general from uh, Virginia, yeah, did the same thing on his way out. And I just thought that a profile and courage would have been to do it on your way in. Because on your way out, and, and as far as I know, Attorney General Forsh is not going to be running for any uh, elected positions, but he's been in elected, elected office for decades. So <laughs> it, it, it seems a, a little bit it, it seems kind of late. Yes, it is very symbolic and but well it is very symbolic, but that's all it is. It's symbolic. It really doesn't change anything. Nothing has changed because of that.
4: So what did you say? Nothing it, of substance. Was it also in the same article where they talked about Governor Hogan? Um was that where I read that he yes. um did a blanket exoneration of the lynching, the the victims of lynching.
3: Yes, that's the same order. And I
4: thought that that part was just outrageous. Because most lynching victims are are victims for Mm -hmm. one reason or another that they're lynched. And Mm -hmm. to give them a blanket exoneration as though they were the perpetrators of crime and say nothing about the ones that took the laws or whatever into their own hands, I just thought that that was just an insult.
1: So this is Renault. My question is, what's in it for them? What was the motivation for doing this on your way out? What do they get out of it? Is it for future political office? What's I, the what's the motivation?
2: I, I, I think Renault. Thank you um, for chiming in. I think it creates political um, capital, goodwill. No, you know,
3: it's basically goodwill. Yeah, but, it's like, "Oh, wow, look at what I've done." Right. But, you but, know, I I've, I've done something good. But, and on the face of it, it does look good, but we're talking about
4: substance.
2: A lot of people don't look at substance, though. I know Will, you have a, I know you want to chime in. Take yourself off mute before you speak. But um I he, one of the things I still think it does is that on their way out, no one, no one ever recognizes when they did it. The only one recognizes that they did it. And then until someone points it out like, but you did it on your way out. Why didn't you do it when you when you were on your way in? So but but people are like, well, so why are you nitpicking? Why are you so nitpicking? Why can't you see the good in that it's being done? Oh man, I I, I I'll get back to that. But well, what were you gonna say?
0: <laughs> okay. Um <clears throat> administrative officials and, and, and legislative legislative bodies often do things they, they diddle around with them uh, during, during their term of office and they get religion on on the last week of office uh, or last uh, week or month see and say it's time to start to stop pontificating about this it's time to start to stop judging the the, the good against the bad see it's time to act and they do it uh, the the, the, uh, the fact that they're going out of office, Provides an impetus for them uh, uh, to uh, to act.
3: Yes, and just like Reynolds asked, why now? Why not earlier? Because they could have done it earlier,
2: right? I, uh,
3: I, they decided to wait until the last
4: weeks. <laughs>
2: if so, you, if you so, care. if we want to look into why now. There's a, there's a couple of reasons. One, I agree with what Will says. They get a little bit, they, they find themselves into, you know what, I'm, I find my, my strength and I'm just going to do it now. Or they get political capital about it because it's about them doing it at all and, and they, you know about something. But what if, and this is something I've thought of, what if they, they, they was not allowed to do it by the powers that be? That didn't want them to do it. That means there are still people who control our government. I this is not about conspiracy theory, because if a person thought it was bad when they came in and they didn't do anything now, that means someone held them against their someone held something over their head. And said, if you do this, then you lose this. Or we won't do this for you. Or there's some type of exchange that goes on in the one percenters of the United States of the world. And there's a lot of things not being done because someone's being held against something they would like to do. And if that's... I,
3: I don't... Sorry to interrupt. I apologize. I don't even think we even have to look at it in the conspiracy sphere. Because, you know, for a conspiracy, you need more than one person. But I'm looking at it on an individual level. This individual in, in, in this situation, we talk about uh, the governor, the, the former attorney general of Virginia and uh, our current attorney general. These individuals decide that it was not advantageous for them to do it while they were in office, while they held power. So now they are basically in, in lame duck status. <laughs> and when they are in lame duck status, that's when they decide, oh, yes, let me do this. Uh, basically, when it, it seems as if uh, they feel that when they can't be hurt anymore uh, because they are not likely to run for that position right. or they're not likely to run for any position, that's when...
2: They decide that. Oh yes, let's do it now. So you kind of, you kind of, you. you, you, So you're right on. That's what I was saying. So the question is, is who could hurt them? I wish someone be like the whistleblower and say, you know what? I wanted to do this, but these people, they, them, had said if I did something like this, they would do this. We need to have that information as a society because we, we, we believe it's going on. We, we have a lot of proof that it has gone on and but we don't know that it's still going on until the aftermath.
3: So well it doesn't have to be that overt. It doesn't have to be that quid quote quo, if you do this, I'm going to hurt you. It could be I'm not going to do this even though I'm in a position of power and I can do it because I am concerned that I will get these people upset. They haven't told me that they would get me upset. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, they haven't told me that I would get them upset. But just reading the tea leaves, as they say, I have figured out that this is not a a position that I want to have at this moment. But when I'm going out the door, (laughs) when I'm no longer going to be in power, where I could actually... Uh, lead a well, where, where I could actually show leadership on this, then I would do it. And And the reason why I'm bringing this up individually is because we all know that the leader sets the tone. Mm-hmm. If if the leader says that this is not acceptable, everybody else under that person then learns that this is not acceptable. Now they don't have to they, they don't have actually have to believe it. You know what I mean? They could still hold their opinion that this is not acceptable, but their actions are going to be reflective of what the leader wants. And that's really what I'm asking for. I'm asking for you know somebody who's actually going to lead uh, as opposed to wait until, oh, wait until I'm out the door and I really don't have power over this. Then I'm, I'm going to come out and say, hey, this is what I actually uh, believed in. Because at that point, you're already out the door. Somebody else is coming in and uh, this person has their own initiatives, and they have their own opinions on things. And whoever is still left in the uh, agency, let's say, or the organization, now has to figure out what this new leader wants and abide by that.
2: I, I then that leaves us as a as a difficult place to be as a as a as a community of people we we elect people to do the things that we hope to be done but we obviously they cannot do them if there's someone has their foot on their neck or has the them under their thumb and they can't do it until they're heading out of office till they're heading out the door I, then we don't then how do we find the leaders that we need to lead instead of not lead because every person that runs for an office says, I'm willing to lead you, but yet when they get there, there are probably a lot of different barriers, there are a lot of different corridors, and there's a lot of hush-hush politicking going on, and then they get pigeonholed that they're unable to do. I'm, I'm concerned about that for anyone entering office. I've worked for people who ran for office, and they said, those halls are nasty. You know, you want to get a bill through to help your constituents. But you don't even have people that are in your own party that would ever help you get the bill through because they want you to help, you know, this whole tit for tat. That, that's troublesome. My thing is, why don't the person just tell us, you know, I want to get this through. I want to vote on this. I want to pass this. I want to do this. And they, name names, <laughs> came to me and said this to me. If we oh that that's that's suicide.
3: I mean, it's not just political suicide. It's it's just suicide for somebody to do that because the first thing that's going to happen is that person is going to deny it, and then you know this, the person who said it actually threw themselves on the sword for no reason. What I um, the reason why this is a topic of discussion, and I'm so glad that one of our uh, people decided to bring this to us because it, it's a really good thing to discuss, and we could have different opinions and ideas. And I would love to hear the different opinions and ideas on this because that's what we do—we discuss things. We we don't we don't say, oh, we all agree that this is the way things should be. No, no, no. this this is a discussion. But what I what I mm. saw yesterday when I went at the uh, to the. Caucus uh, of African American Leaders holiday meeting mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say party but it was a, hol- a holiday meeting was that they had a swearing in ceremony for the elected officials now the, uh, some of the elected officials had already been sworn in before some of them um, yes yeah, some of them hadn't been sworn in yet for the for the next term let's say but one of the things that they had Hello, Judge Barber. How, oh, okay. how are you? Okay. Hello, Judge Barber. How are you? Okay. I was talking about the Caucus of African American Leaders meeting yesterday, where there were two. Well, each elected official <laughs> had two swear had two things that they had to swear to. Uh, one of them was the regular, you know, I so and so, you know, I state your name, uh, you know agree that I would abide by the Constitution of the United States and the state of Maryland and, you know, whatever that oath says for whatever office that they're holding. The second oath had to do uh, uh, had to do pledge an allegiance to the community. Yes, I so-and-so state that I have made some promises to the community and I will hold these promises. And after that, there was a discussion about how Even though we might disagree, you know, we're hoping that we agree on everything, but (laughs) even though we might disagree, there's some things that are not negotiable and our children's future was what was considered non-negotiable. And I I think that was really important because it tells the elected officials, now that you've been elected, these these are the duties that you are supposed to be abiding by. And uh, these are the pledges that you're taking. And if you somehow stray from that pledge, we, the community, will hold you accountable. And I, I thought that this is a first step <laughs> towards getting the elected officials to do what they promised to do when they got into office.
2: Judge Barber, before you come on, I know Will was going to say something. Will, what were you going to say?
0: Uh, I think I think that what Crash did was an effort to make the world a little better than it was before he did it, period.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, but I'm talking about substance. What, do you think uh, substantively that made a difference?
0: No. The only substance difference will be if for some reason or other <clears throat> the Supreme Court declares, say, uh, uh, that that gay people are no longer a protected class, uh, and and that that old old Maryland law, which in, in my hypothetical says says gay people shall be uh, uh, spend six years in jail. See, uh, those those laws those laws will will come up uh, will become active again. And 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 the and the, the uh, uh, <clears throat> one of one of the rule, one of the rules of the of the of that the attorney general has has, has prescribes the standard of proof for putting putting a gay person in jail. In other words, in other words, if the Supreme Court does does a bad thing. Yes, so, uh, like the abortion rights cases. Huh?
3: Like, like the, in the abortion rights cases, where different states had different laws on the books still. Yeah. And so when Roe v. Wade was overturned, some states say, "Okay, we automatically go back to our eighteen hundred and whatever."
2: Yeah, You
3: know, year. Well, and, no, and, that year.
0: And so. and the the, the attorney general statement is like when uh, when the president does a, a signing statement. And so the president says, I declare that this statute what this statute means, this newly enacted statute means and and the 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 opinion of of the attorney general is something like the signing statement of a president mm-hmm.
5: and
0: what this what this statute means. So well, uh, you know I, I think, can think that. The... Can, I, can I say
5: something
1: quickly? Um, yeah uh uh wilbur i would have agreed with you if the attorney general had done this at the beginning of his term um a lot of this is symbolic and we can we hold different we can hold different opinions even 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 in, as an at an individual level um I can say at a sort of a minimum level, I guess, nice gesture, but why? And um, at the end of his term, um, it seems even weaker. Um, and uh, you, know, uh, I, 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 you know, I, you know, and I guess I, and, and it would be even more compelling if, in fact. Um, it gave some tools to the incoming attorney general uh, to uh, stand up for um, Maryland's, the state of Maryland, um, uh, defending itself against any right wing opinions coming out of the Supreme Court. So, if it gives tools to the incoming, strengthens the 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 the, the mandate of the incoming uh, Maryland attorney general, uh, then maybe I might agree with you Wilbur but it, it, from what I can see it's it seems very symbolic and I, I I'm uh I echo the other question as to why what what was the motivation uh for doing this at this late stage and over laws that are defunct um you know so yeah so that that's how that's how I feel about this without having done any other additional research on this so could this be compared with presidential pardons that happens at the end of, at the end of their terms as well? I don't no, even think it's no. as strong. It's not as strong as that. It's not even as strong as that.
3: It could be compared to that big hoopla that uh, Biden made about uh, uh, about freeing people who were in jail for possession of marijuana, mm-hmm. where to this day I have not heard. One person being freed under that mandate. Oh, but Holly has had her hand up for a while. So, like, Holly, do you want to say something? Well,
5: yeah, I, I, I've got to throw
3: in points of view. Um, uh, Brian Frush was my representative for years and then became my state senator. And everything I felt he did was solid. I mean, I never knew anything was flashy at all, you know, or for or some adverse reaction i i think it's only fair to ask why hadn't other attorney generals done this before it got to him right secondly I mean, exactly. and, and uh, don't you think that's a fair point point? and the second thing is i'm just speculating this is what if anthony brown said i sure hate these laws but if i do it it's going to be more of a reaction because i'm the first black attorney general So I I definitely agree that some prior attorney general could have done it, should have done it. Uh, and I definitely agree as well that if it came for well, who knows what, uh, what Anthony Brown would feel about this. And I agree with Will also that there might be like a, a tiny point in terms of if these laws don't get uh, overturned, who knows. What could happen at the Supreme Court level? Because we saw what happened with Roe v. Wade, and now there are issues of same sex marriages that are, or cases involving um, issues that might deal with same sex marriages, uh, and who knows what the Supreme Court will do with that? Uh, there, and and to me, same sex marriage, um, interracial marriage, and
2: which was an I'm, a, I'm, which I'm, was an afterthought, I might add. The interracial well, it, it was marriages an was an afterthought because that, that's they true. That's they, true. they could have protected this in nineteen something, nineteen hundred something, nineteen. Pick a date. They could have changed something after Reconstruction, mm-hmm. and they haven't done they, it. They,
3: well, they could have changed it, and my fear <laughs> really is that one of the uh, one of the federal judges who would not. Uh, who would not respond as to whether or not Brown versus Board of Education was good law? One of these judges might get a case yep. that ends up in the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court would then say that separate but equal is unconstitutional. So, it's sorry, it is <laughs> separate is, but equal is, is, constitutional. is constitutional. In which case, yeah. So, so in that case, yes, Will makes a good point that. If if the state of Maryland has abolished uh, has overruled these laws, then we would go back to uh, to what we have currently as opposed to what we might have had in the past. So yes, other people could have done that, should have done that, and it is late in coming. We could give Brian a point or two (laughs) for finally doing it, but in terms of you know the 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 whole shebang and giving him all this credit it, it's 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 not that much. What he did was a little thing, and we recognize it for what it is. but in terms of what he could have done, it's uh, you know that pales in comparison
2: i I would love to know the reason why, whether it be presidents, attorney generals, governors. Has not gotten rid of laws that does not heal us. I'm curious about that. Because along with the interracial marriages, I mean, Biden is our, what, 76th president. I mean, we could have done this. I don't know. No, he's our forty-six. 46. 46, 46 yeah, because
3: 40. nobody could forget forty-five. Right.
2: He's he's <laughs> he's our forty-six president. I guess I'm thinking of the years of he's our forty-six, and we could have done this. I don't know, thirteen presidents ago. If if not twenty. Yeah, uh,
3: but but I do have to say that one of the things that we learned in law school is that. If there's a law that's passed, there's someone for it and there's someone against it. No matter how mundane or right. mediocre or logical that you think the law might be, there's somebody who's against it. That's why <laughs> That's why in law school, they teach us to argue different positions. Even if your position is, hey, this is something that I truly believe in. This is my, you know, I have my whole heart into it. This is something I've been fighting for all my life. They're like, well, argue the other position. And you're saying, well, there is no other position. Well, you have to find what the other position is. So so they're, they're always going to be opposition. It's not so much the opposition that we're uh, concerned about. We're just concerned about people, frankly, who have the, the spine to do what they say that they're going to do. Most people don't get into office by saying that, you know, I'm going to uphold the, the the law and keep things the way they are. Most people get into office to say, I'm going to make some change. I mean, every election cycle, it's always like, this is what I'm going to change and this is how you know, your life is going to be better because of that. Yet we get people who get into office and the change is so incremental, it's hard to see progress actually being made.
2: So is do you think there's a way... Without, because we're social media bound, hell, we're on social media as we are, we're speaking now. Is there a way to give us more information about the progress that is taking place in our governing United States? Where people can be more access to what's going on. Maybe not have, they can't have an input, they can have input on voting, things, like but to know what's being said, what's being done, what's being talked about.
3: I don't know if somebody else wants to answer that. That Because I I know uh, part of the issue that we have in Montgomery County, where we live, for instance, is that when the Gazette went out of business, a lot of information that we used to know about our local government, especially, we don't get anymore. So we don't know what is happening, you know, a lot of the times in our local government. I, I mean, I know you have Bethesda Beat and Maryland Matters and the seventh state. But these articles really don't do what I thought the Gazette did. So the fact that we're losing so much of our media outlets make it more difficult to find out what's going on. And, and um, after you have a job and you have kids and you have a <laughs> it, life, it's really hard right. to then sit at those you know, council meetings and those, you know, legislative meetings and uh, the executive announcements, it's hard. (laughs) That in and of itself is probably three or four jobs put together.
2: And I think it's not. Go ahead.
3: Oh, no, go ahead. I, was going to ask I think it's actually done knows. on purpose
2: because, you know, when people are an activist, we have our ears to the ground. We're, we're communicating. Have you heard this? Have you seen this? It's like, oh, no. And there's things that go on through this state or around the state, or around the United States that we hear. And we're just like, oh, no. And, and we check up on it. And we do our research. We do our reading and we do our due diligence. But along like what Marilyn says, when people are working, children, family relationships and... And all the things that light bills, light bulbs, gas prices, all of it—family deaths, uh, births—this th- stuff weighs so heavy on us that it's hard for us to keep up. And I think they're okay with us not knowing. That's my problem. It's like they literally, like, they're so busy. Let's get this through, or let's 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 do this because they're stuck in traffic. If they're stuck in mm-hmm. traffic. What could they, and if they did have an opinion, we're already about ready to do this next week. You know, it's just, I I think they're okay with us being as busy as we are with us having the lack of information that we could get unless we're up until midnight, like Bernadette is reading everything in the the world. (laughs) Go ahead, Will.
0: Okay. uh, I just contributed 75 bucks, my annual contribution to the Maryland Reporter which is on the net, and uh, and a 501c3. So so it doesn't make up for the loss of the Gazette and the Sentinel, which the Sentinel was around since 1855. It doesn't make up for those losses, but it's better than nothing. Oh, yes, that's
3: true. And I think part of the problem as well is that uh, there is specific news being given. It used to be you open up the Gazette and you have different stories from different people, different points of view in the editorial section. But now when you pick a news source, that news source had a, has a certain slant, and there, there's not the other side. So if you want to know the other side, you're going to have to go someplace else and hope that you find someplace else. Uh, b- because with the way... Uh, the analytics work in the uh, well on, on the internet is if they find out that you like this specific thing they keep giving you more of it, which is why some people are you know go down that rabbit hole <laughs> and then they they find out that you know they find themselves in a position that they never thought that they would find themselves in you know like for instance, I'm, I'm going to put the black agenda report, Website on there because sometimes I get information from them, but I know that they've got you know a certain tilt, (laughs) you know. And sometimes I'd like to find out what the other side is. And sometimes I read uh, uh, the caller, uh, which has which also has a tilt because I want to know what the other side is because I like to listen to both sides before I actually uh, uh, make well before I actually. Decide, you know, which what I believe in and, and what it is that I should uh, try to pursue. I mean, other like I don't know unlike, Lisa, if you wanted to say something.
0: Okay, a, a quick comment on the world, which is, oh, Holly's uh, leaving. Bye, Holly. Thank you okay. for joining us. See, um, <clears throat> white people that's true. Okay, and that would not have happened 50 years ago.
3: Yes, that's true. I I mean, things have there have been some uh, some of what people might consider improvements. That that is true. That is true. But just like uh, we discussed, there have also been some steps that have been taken back because there are people who are who don't agree with what with some of what's been going on. For instance, I know. Uh, recently, we talked about uh, some of the uh, racist and anti-Semitic things that have been going on in the county. Right. These things used to be maybe a couple of times a year, but now it just seems like they're more recent. Uh, well, um, they're more close together, and it seems like there might even be a a growing, <laughs> you know, um, comfort with um, some
2: people doing these kinds well, of Well, I, I think people are feeling more emboldened. I think they're feeling mm-hmm. more... They, they've, they've gotten empowered by certain leaders that said, we're okay with you doing this because, really, you're not going to get in that much trouble. You're just not. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't keep wanting to bring... I mean, but January 6th, really, just kind of... People need to understand... What the difference? It would have been if it wasn't the people storming the Capitol. It's as simple as that. And then the people Absolutely. that was not held accountable for, or who are getting off legally, getting off—they—they are not ever spending a day in jail. And I don't think jail and prisons is—it should be done for everyone, right? I just—I think there should be different types of quote punishments, but—but—but but, but not. But storming the Capitol, being in the military, as most of it, Marilyn and I have, it's a a coup. It's it's, other countries have done these coups, and we have been like, we need to protect democracy. (laughs) Well, if we can protect democracy across waters, Mm -hmm. we realize that our our democracy is not protected even here. Not at all. Well, well, I I agree with you.
3: It, it it depends on the leader because had the leader called, you know, the the national guard or or uh, the powers that be to say, hey, you know, we have our legislature under siege and we need to protect them, that there would have been a that would have been a different response. What happened in this situation is the leader because we talked about how the leader sets the tone. The leader was like. Uh, let's
1: see what they're going to do. Let, let's wait. You know, no, like he really, it it was more than. Let's see what they're going to do. He actually mm-hmm. incited them. He was a part of the. Coup. He, he was a part of it. I mm-hmm. mean, and look, and it, I'm. I'm going to try to be brief. I'm sorry. <laughs> look around the world, we've seen similar incidents. This was a deadly coup attempt. Mm-hmm. Five people directly died as a result of what happened on January sixth. Everybody on this call knows that there would have been a different response if these people were black, if these people were Muslim, if they looked Latino. We just know it. And just recently, we have two recent examples of two functioning countries that replied appropriately to what could be called a coup attempt. Peru Mm -hmm. arrested its president And in Germany, they just arrested 25 people who were involved in a far-right coup attempt in Germany. Other countries know how to do this. We know how to do this, too, except we have a history of coddling racist Confederates. And that's how I see the current Republican Party, at least since Nixon. And, And you know... I just and with regard to what will said about people donate more white people donating to candidates in Georgia still in Georgia and across this country the majority of white people vote republican the majority of white women vote republican including in Georgia the majority of white women voted for Herschel Walker so you know it's Progress is slow and fitting in with the theme of this call, how do we complain and our sources of information? Hopefully we have a few lawmakers who see their interest in their constituents being involved and they can be a source of information for us if they feel that numbers can help whatever causes that they want to pursue as public servants. So I'm going to shut up now.
5: Oh, no, no. no. I I think that
3: that was very good. I I want to go back and say that, uh, to me, the cynicism of the Republicans nominating Herschel Walker Mm -hmm. is the same cynicism that I saw, what, uh, was it back in 2004 when Obama won the Senate uh, nomination? And uh in Illinois and they took is it Alan Keys out of Maryland to yes. run against the yeah, the Republicans yes. took Alan Keyes out of Maryland to run against them because he was a black man. So right. so basically they're like, Look, if you want a black man, I'll
2: you know, give, you black we, we'll
4: man.
5: give you a black
3: man. I'll we'll
2: give you a black you
5: man.
3: Know, but we'll put an R after his name instead of a D. You know, and and I think people here know that I'm not enamored with that D. Or with the R, <laughs> so you know, but but still, it, it's the cynicism that that is what I, I feel is going on. So yes, you had people vote for Herschel Walker in spite of all these things that were said about him uh, because he had an R after his name. And yeah. to me, it's not so much because he's black, but it was more that he had an R after his name. If it were the other way around, had he been black and Warner been white? You know i wonder what would have happened i wonder I, what I, would have I
2: happened. happened i thought the same yeah. thing i wonder what would have happened
3: yeah and 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 i've got to give kudos to the state of maryland for uh, for voting for westmore because i was scared
2: uh, i tell you what i was skeptic mm-hmm. i'm not a skeptic i still think there is an underlining in maryland of white people that believe in change but don't really want to put their money where their mouth is because they are they will still be okay. Nothing's really going to affect them too much in Bethesda, Chevy Chase, certain parts of Montgomery County. They're still going to be okay, no matter who's governor. They're going to be fine. Well,
3: well actually, the point is that they voted for uh, Westmore.
2: And, because the yeah, they because uh, I, I think they well, voted more West against gets, Cox than they voted <laughs> for Westmore. Well, <laughs> but
3: that's my point. Because I wondered if they would have voted for him if Cox was a more, uh well. I think Kelly uh, Schultz They say more typical candidate.
2: I think Kelly because, Schultz would have beat Westmore.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and that's really, that's really something that that um, some people were concerned about that had uh, Dan Cox not have all this information out there about him being a Trumper and and I think a lot of people were embarrassed that it's like hey we don't want a Trumper to be governor right. of our state so we're just going to either not vote you know, uh, for governor or we're going to you know maybe cost the uh, well well we're, we're just not going to vote for governor if we're an, um, a Republican. And and that's really where the test is, where you have two people of the same caliber, let's say the same credentials, same, oh, even, you know, credentials and caliber. And one of them is one color and the other one is the other color. You know, uh, what are the chances that people are actually going to look at both of them and say, I'm voting for this person because I find them to be uh, more in line with what I believe
2: in. Well, Marilyn, what, you ran for judge and your credentials are off the charts. It's just Well, you, thank you. You I ran tried. You, <laughs> No, no, no. Let's let's stack them up and we and if we we should do that one day, put without the names, put it up there and say who would you vote for for a circuit court judge of your county, which one would you pick? I guarantee you 6 out of 10 would pick you.
3: Well, thank you. I really like the confidence that you have shown in me. <laughs> thank you, and and I would hope so. And mm-hmm. and see that that's the point as well that we you know we we have certain people okay. who have to be like so overly qualified before they could even be looked at. I mean, could you imagine if there was one story out about? Uh, uh, Senator Warnock and some other woman beside his wife. You know, it's like, could you imagine if that pictures of him having dinner or walking out of um uh, of a hotel with some other woman or, or Lord for, you know, forbid even a man. It's like, oh my gosh, they look like they're in an amorous relationship. What's going right. on? So even something that small, you know, even something that unsubstantiated could have, you know, derailed his uh, senatorial race. Whereas,
2: Is there any way for us as humans to stop accusations for our, from our own perceptional flaws?
3: Well, we could stop it, but it doesn't mean that other people who don't find us so appealing <laughs> won't lodge them against us, whether or not they're true. You know, sometimes I, I look at some races and it just seems like people are just throwing whatever they can at their opponent to see what
5: sticks. But does anybody feel like you know this is something that they want to talk about? Well, I wanted to say when a fascist, totalitarian type uh, government, there's a grab for power. With that in mind, they're going to sling lies. They're going to p- create propaganda. The first, one of the first things they do is accuse someone of being a pedophile. You know, they know that people will go. Oh, oh and they won't even look into it they won't even substantiate it and that's one of the problems um people like rupert, rupert murdoch and uh his uh, attempt to grab power and his dark money and people like him you know just slinging it all over the place but one of their biggest weapons is lies that was hitler's um tactic was to sling lies, even though this man was a pedophile in front of people's faces. His own niece committed suicide because he wanted to marry her. So, I mean, they just do this to divert the attention away from their foolishness, which is akin to a cult where the people at the top do whatever they want, whenever they want it, but everybody else is held to this... standard that is not even realistic
2: then, then why don't we hold your, um the president that's elected now to any higher standard because his kids are a mess right and, and, and it's, it's never talked about how corrupt mess they are and they have been never in prison for all the drugs that one has done and for all the things they've done, they—I don't think they've seen one day, one day behind bars. But we have draconian sentences for black, young black men who are the same age who are spending twenty years for the stuff that he's doing. So I have a problem with that.
5: That's part
3: of it. Well, and I think it's going to be kind of interesting because now that the Republicans are taking power, they're going to want to investigate everything. Hunter Biden. <laughs> so, and Hunter so, Mhm.
5: and so that's going to be pretty interesting to watch because i know no with the maryland's camp i'm sorry that's no that. i'm just saying they have no policies at all they run on foolishness they run on lies so hey they're gonna go after hunter biden's laptop and try to find something on him because they can't find anything on his father and when they look at his laptop they see what a loving father biden is but they uh, keep they trying to find look- they could find plenty on him and his father.
3: Because <laughs> you know, uh, Biden has been around for a while and he has things in his closet. He's got skeletons. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got skeletons in his closet. So. Teresa? But anyway, Zanita, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
4: Lola, I'm just- you mentioned Maryland's campaign before, and I was thinking about the campaign since I had worked on the campaign and what happened. And first of all, when, when they talked about seating the judges, how many months before the um, election did they seat those judges so that then they could say, well, we're sitting judges already? Not to mention the fact that they ran as a pack; They ran all of them on the same um, ticket. poster, on the same ticket, which... Um, they had triple the resources or more than Merlin had to me. Um, and so I sat with some soul searching as to whether you run on your merit, you run. You can't do these tickets and these things that um sort of skews make the playing field unequal. You know, to me. You should be able to run for office. You should be able to put yourself out there and say what you're going to do. And you don't need to have somebody else piggybacking on them to make you more, um, you know, make make you more electable. You should be able to, to me. And I've never felt that way until I saw what happened to Maryland and how they did Maryland. And even um, I hope that Westmore will come up with some way to, to not have, I mean, you know, to, to to just, I mean, the way they have it where they pick a judge in Maryland. I, I hope that he will come um, with a different kind, I hope that he would understand how racist that is. Because you had two um at, People of color, African American, or whatever um, they think, uh, you know, call themselves against this um, slate of people who had already been pre approved to me and put forward for a stamp of approval. I just thought it was just outrageous. I agree with you. you. The way they are doing those elections.
2: Will, last comment before we take off. You're on mute, Will. You're on mute. Will, you're on mute.
4: Hit the space bar. Hit the
3: space bar. <laughs> I'm pressing ask to unmute.
2: I We still can't hear you, Will. You, Will, we cannot hear you. We cannot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Will, just
5: unmute yourself.
2: <laughs> As as Will finds the, the space bar and the button, I just want to thank everyone for okay. listening. There you go.
0: Okay. I'll talk next time.
2: Okay. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to You Be the Judge. We're here every Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. You can always ask to join us by inboxing us and join our conversation. If you have any thoughts about what we want to talk about next week, if you'd like to join our show or to present on our show about the things you're doing in your community, your society, your country, I want you to think about all the things we talk about. But more importantly, let's think about things we don't talk about. There's Haiti that's going through a very difficult time. There's people in other countries and other places who are starving, hungry, and are being abused. Please look out for the others so we can look out for our home society. Be kind, compassionate, and peaceful. Marilyn, you want to say anything?
3: Oh yes. Thank you very much for joining us and thank you for one of our um, I guess people who listen to us and join us regularly for coming up with this topic today. We really appreciate it. I I thought we had a great discussion on that topic. And we look forward to seeing you next week when we actually have somebody who confirmed that they will be our guest. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not
0: boring.
4: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.